Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 14th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. This is where the big boys play. It's not a stay safe zone here. Oh, no. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. Five-digit realm. Offended by selling. Compete, don't complain. Hello, my elite friends. Check out yesterday's show. It was outside, okay? And it was partially a compilation show. I did something a little different. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister or send a super chat to get my attention and I will, and I really want some questions. I I love the questions. It, it makes the show more fun for me, and makes the entire uh, Bitcoin Meister experience uh, more enjoyable. So uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I generate a lot of content, but I love when people add content. And as yesterday's show, I asked. Uh, we have a new segment in the show called Adam's Lost and Found. You you send me a story that you don't think anyone knows about, and I'll talk about it. And we have one of those today, but it actually – someone started to talk about it before. Okay, anyway, so let's let's get to this tweet by Arjun, who's been on the show before on This Week in Bitcoin, which will be on Friday. I'm working on the guest. I'm working on the time. It'll probably be around noon uh, Baltimore time. Remember, I'm in Salt Lake City. Now uh, – my degenerate theory of history. This is uh, Arjun. I, I found this very entertaining. No matter the time, there's some addictive real money game that sucks in bored teens and early 20-somethings. Uh, from 1998 to 2002, it was internet stocks. From 2006 to 2011, it was online poker. From 2012 to 2016, it was daily fantasy sports. And from 2016 to today... Looks like it's crypto, and I'll stress that word crypto uh, more so than Bitcoin. And there's nothing wrong with that. Young guys that are full of testosterone, valuing their wealth in fiat and uh, some of the finer uh, feminine things in life, uh, they <laughs> they want to gamble. And this space can't stop them from coming in here and doing crazy things, playing on BitMEX, do it, doing whatever they're. So I, I, I don't encourage gambling, but I know when I was a, when I was in college, I was, <laughs> I remember betting on a college football games and stuff. And so instead of uh, wasting your time on betting on the Michigan, Michigan state game or whatever it may be, Waste your time uh, gambling on the Litecoin and the Ethereum and the, and, and the Bitcoin. And the more the merrier. A lot of those guys, they will mature uh, and uh, they will get a uh, hardcore lesson of education. They'll become Bitcoin holders. So, yes, we're, we're always going to have a segment of the population that needs that impulsive fix. And they've they ventured into uh, these last four years. I agree. They've definitely ventured into – and I predicted – uh, I predicted this at one point. Uh, I didn't know how degenerate it would get, but <laughs> but uh, 
let them keep on coming. It's personal responsibility is a new counterculture. And I think more and more will come. If you want to use cryptocurrency as, as your gambling fix, be my guest. Be my guest. I don't, I don't think that's uh, not the best use, but you, you'll learn the hard way. Now, Stone Ridge Asset Management is the latest uh, corporation to join the holding Bitcoin party. For corporations, at least, Stone Ridge reveals a $115 million Bitcoin investment as part of its billion-dollar spinoff. Okay, uh, we're getting to a point now where uh, it's not as exciting as it was at first. <laughs> but the the entire concept of these uh, big corporations or smaller corporations holding Bitcoin is it's awesome. Overall, it is so awesome. And if you're an individual person out there, look, look, uh, look what's going on, man. You don't want to miss out. I'll say that. Uh, you don't want to be a complainer in 2024 saying, why is Stone Ridge richer than I am? I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. So, yeah, Adam's lost and found. Send me your uh, send me your lost stories and I will find them. OK, so there's a little bit of maximalist worship going on here. My Lord, uh, Michael Saylor, definitely a cult hero. And it seems that he's got some great lines. He can really um, put out some pro-Bitcoin material that is inspiring, okay? And anytime he does it, uh, he's getting massive retweets, massive quotes, uh, massive love. And we don't we, – I, I, what MicroStrategy did was the biggest story of the year so far. It has led – to, you know, where we are with Stone Ridge Asset Management doing the same thing, okay? Uh, so he, he set an awesome trend, and I definitely respect the guy. Uh, but uh, he, he's got he's got a line out there. I don't know if this is exactly a direct quote or an embellishment, and someone made it into like a, a, a GIF on, on tweet, on, on Twitter, excuse me, <laughs> tweeted out a GIF. And I, I'm going to read you what it says here. And it, it's like maximalist worship here. A bit, and I, I'm not into worshiping people. The unsung heroes, the people who saw the future, they bled for the future. They dragged this thing on their back. They went through H E L L. They fought Fourth War One, Fourth War Two. <laughs> they stood up against the establishment. They stood up against the miners. They stood up against the exchanges. They were betrayed. <laughs> who knows how many times? They got, got up and they kept working. The Bitcoin maximalist, they deserve this. People ought to show them respect. It matters. And then it says Michael Saylor. Now, I don't know if he said all that or if just if he said part of it. So let's forget about the Michael Saylor part of it. But just this whole maximalist worship thing. <laughs> I was around at, at, during the time period that they're talking about. I, I didn't bleed for the future, okay? Um I saw the future, and I don't want to be called a hero. I don't need your respect, and I wasn't really betrayed. You know, uh, what, what Roger Ver did, that was his thing. <laughs> he was welcome to fork off. It really wasn't – I don't remember Fork War II. Uh, I mean, I remember people being worried about the initial Roger Ver thing, uh, and then it was just, you know, we realized it was crypto dividends stood up against the establishment. Well, all this boils down to is Bitcoin 
conviction. And I like that these people respect Bitcoin conviction, uh, but it's just as simple as that, you know, have conviction. It's not like a, a biblical level type of a thing to do. It's it's something we should all have, the ability to have conviction, believe and, you know, stick with our beliefs, stick through times that are kind of trying. Um, so, uh, and, and it, it just, there seems that, this just seems to be over glorification right there. And for me, it, it's pretty simple. I, I don't need uh, to be glorified because I had, had conviction. I'm just going to encourage more people to have conviction and to, to learn about long-term thinking and not to panic. Uh, but at the same time, you know, calling things wars that really weren't wars. And I, I don't know. Don't, don't worship uh, maximalist. Okay. You shouldn't worship anyone. Take care of yourself. The, the whole, and it's linked to below. I, it's just a little odd to me. And you can glorify, I mean, you can glorify maximalism if you want to. It's a free uh, free country, but <laughs> free, a free space, free, you know, no one can stop you. But I, I just want to give my, uh, my take on the situation. Now, uh, over at Coindesk, they're having their Ethereum worship event today. No, uh, they're, they're having their, their Ethereum event. And, uh, one thing they said that, that in promoting it because they kept on sending me emails about it. Uh, and yes, Ethereum is the next Ethereum. It's a big thing. If Coindesk has events, you know, it's big. It's the number two cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Uh, they said that Vitalik is going to be there and uh, will answer all sorts of questions like, will the creation of a second chain result in two different valued tokens? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> It's, it's something we need to wonder when they're doing this upgrade, uh, quote unquote upgrade. If they're, you know, are there going to be two different Ethereums for a time? Are they going to be traded on exchanges for a time? It's, it's a legit, I mean, I've heard different, different takes on the situation. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. It, it, it'll be big news in 2021 if uh, Ethereum can uh, really pull it off. So Pomp reminds us that Grayscale raised a uh, billion dollars in the third quarter, which is their largest quarter ever. Hard not to be bullish. Yeah, dude, pound that like button. Of course, it's hard not to be bullish. But it seems like the first quarter, the second quarter, we heard similar news. It was very exciting at first. And this is exciting, but it's becoming old news, old type of news. Yes, Grayscale is doing better every quarter. That is awesome. Um, and there are people out there that clearly do not understand how to control their own Bitcoin, control, control their own private keys, or just are involved in IRA, 401k uh, schemes where they have to play in, in the grayscale space. Yep, that's fine. Uh, but if you're watching this and you, you know, you're not stuck in some retirement fund nonsense, you know, learn, learn how to use a Trezor. And, you know, you can do a crypto consultation with me. I can teach you how to do it. I can answer all of your lovely questions. We can set up all sorts of a, we set up a talk, email me at adam at trezorhelp.com. I don't talk about that very much uh, anymore. I had a client back when I was in Asheville uh, and that was pretty fun. So, I mean, and we, you could ask me anything during these one-on-ones. Uh, I, I, I learned from them too. So speaking of in motion people trying to do their own businesses, Towers Comics, who is watching right now, he sent me this in the chat. Bitcoin Meister, can you help with a shout out? I'm looking for a collaboration. 
someone to help me write content for Bitcoin related art, comics for my Twitter account. So he is at Bitcoin underscore comics, at Bitcoin underscore comics. So DM him on Twitter, or you can send me a message. I can put you in touch with Towers Comics. And he needs uh, someone to write uh, content for his, uh, his art. Okay, his, his Bitcoin-related art. We're going to talk about uh, – let me just check out the chat real quick here. And thank you for the people uh, that are retweeting this. Let me, uh, let me put that in there. So retweet that, guys. I just put that out there. Is Monero the next Monero, says Cass8. Uh, interesting question. Very interesting question. No. No, I don't think it is. I think someone could come up with a better uh, – uh, I mean, right, right now there is the argument about, you know, which uh, which privacy, uh, you know, type of cryptocurrency is the best. And, uh, you know, they use a different, uh, a different style than Zcash, which is, uses a different style than Mimblewimble. So it's not it's not as obvious, you know. That, you know, Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin is the most obvious, but there's there's still the you know which privacy coin is the best one. There's there's legitimate argument out there, and I mean it could be it, it very well could be it very well could be. Um, I guess they're at the head of the the. I mean, from what we hear, there there are all sorts of uh, quote unquote nasty individuals out there that use it. It's interesting. We're going to talk about that privacy gimmick in a second with Litecoin um, because they they need a new gimmick. So they're going for the uh, privacy thing. They're really and, and Charlie Lee is straight up putting it out there, putting it out there. So uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But but thank you for the questions. Keep keep them up, dudes. Keep keep up the questions in the chat. So brain wallets do not use a brain wallet. I was sent a story. Uh, the the Bitmex uh, testing story, how they were they did a little experiment with uh, brain wallets, and so no one had covered this yesterday when the story originally came out and was only on their blog. But by today, uh, people had, had covered it, so it's it's not a lost and found story, but it's still an interesting story. And I thank the person for sending it to me. The report examines the concept of brain wallets and in which context they may be useful. As an experiment, eight private keys were created using passphrases from popular works of fiction and other media. All the funds were swept away in a short amount of time. And in one case, remarkably, the funds were taken in 0.67 seconds. The report concludes by arguing that brain wallets may not be safe, may not be a safe way to store coins, certainly not by using popular phrases in published works. So what is what there there are entities out there that are monitoring for uh, phrases used in brain wallets that are common. Here you go. Here's a quote from the report. So don't use brain wallets, dude. The speed and nature of the redemption of the funds clearly indicates that people have servers up online 24-7 scanning the blockchain and their respective memory pools for weak brain wallets to hack. Their servers are likely to have pre-generated many hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin addresses using text from thousands of published works, music, books, academic papers, magazines, blogs, uh, 
tweets and other media then stored these in a database. So guys, uh, don't use a brain wallet. Don't use a pound that like button because uh, if no doubt that one would also take uh, what 0.67 seconds for someone to steal all your funds. So, I mean, th th this is the, uh, it's kind of cool that people, I mean, there are people out there that want your Bitcoin so much, so darn much that they have set up these, uh, these systems 24 seven uh, where they're, they're banking on someone with, a, with, with a weak, uh, brain wallet and it, it's worth it for them and it just shows how big this space is and how complex how complex it can be all right so let's go to litecoin uh litecoin founder charlie lee told uh coindesk in an interview the project is now looking to adopt key privacy enhancing features which he sees as increasingly attractive to cryptocurrency users the enhancements are already being tested and an upgrade to the main network is scheduled for next year. Now, we've covered this before, but if the effort succeeds, it might inject a jolt of enthusiasm into a project that has suffered from a lack of momentum and enthusiasm in digital asset markets. So it's all about the, it's all about the, it's all about the uh, gimmick. Definitely all about the gimmick. I wish them well. Um, you know, people are concerned about their privacy. I hope they can pull it off whatever it exactly is with Mimblewimple. And uh, yeah, that, that's the thing with altcoins. I mean, they, they're always going to have to come up with something new uh, in order to maintain some sort of value. There's always going to have to be some gimmick. So it's, it's something that's important to remember. Unless they really, you know, are like the world freaking computer Ethereum type of thing uh, where you can build all these ICOs, do this DeFi stuff. I mean, as long as it's something, I mean, that, that's the only one that really does something different. Then, and apparently, you can you'll be able to do similar stuff on Bitcoin eventually, anyway. But uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are bored by uh, gold 2.0. It's a it's a legitimate thing, dude. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't have to come up with a new gimmick every year. <laughs> something important, and, and Litecoin is supposed to be uh, the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Clearly, it's not. If they have to keep on coming up with some type of gimmick. Um, so I, I, I just want to remind everyone, this is a positive, beautiful golden age we're living in, but you're always going to be bombarded by negativity. And there are always those doomers out there that make their money off of doom. And this, they love the clickbait doom headlines. So I'm going to share you one from Doug Casey's, uh, free newsletter that somehow gets sent to me. And uh, scary and imminent. That was the only title. The only thing in the title of the email. Scary and imminent. Just total clickbait. And it works. I didn't click on it. I don't know what the heck he was talking about. Uh, stay positive, dudes. Don't, don't fall for that nonsense. Now, 5%. Uh, okay, here we go. So this is a, a reading comprehension lesson. Decrypt, their original title was uh, Bitcoin should be 5% of your investment portfolio, uh, says Fidelity. And the truth is, uh, no, Bitcoin is, a unique, is unique among investment assets, says Fidelity. New research from Fidelity shows Bitcoin is uniquely decoupled from the movement 
of other asset classes. Fidelity has been a consistent supporter of Bitcoin and other digital assets. So they mentioned in their study, you know, a, a possible uh, allocation, a, a, pi, a, a possible 5% allocation. They weren't telling people to do that. Now, I think it's great to have a 5%. I mean, I think that's small. But it, it's and people just retweeted this right away. So Decrypt put out a bad Decrypto, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they, they put out a bad headline because they didn't read properly. And then everybody re repeated it and says that Fidelity uh, says you should have a 5% of your uh, portfolio in, in Bitcoin. And, and that would be pretty big. That would be pretty big news there if someone as big as Fidelity uh, said that. But God, be happy with the way Fidelity is right now. Fidelity is a huge fan of Bitcoin, okay? We don't need Fidelity to tell the world to get 5%. I mean, hey, dudes, if – it's your, it's your mistake not to have 5% of your uh, portfolio in Bitcoin. You're playing around in gold still. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't have 5% of Bitcoin because I'm in gold. Yeah, all right, dude. Go back to 1896. Now, in this uh, social media 24-7 world we live in, try to comprehend what you're reading and don't put out false clickbaity headlines that everyone else is going to pick up on. I mean, Max Kaiser uh, retweeted that thing. And I saw that Max Kaiser retweeted it because Andy Hoffman retweeted Max Kaiser because I don't follow Max Kaiser. Um, I, think, I think Max Kaiser is really sometimes gets wrapped around uh, clickbaity type of uh, subject matters, just like $50,000 Bitcoin soon. All right. Now, and uh, I mean, that's not even, you know, a million dollar Bitcoin soon. Patience, dudes. Long-term thinking. Uh, so here's a nice graph out there that shows not only Square in 2020, there are more than 10 public companies investing in Bitcoin with a total value of over $6 billion, the equivalent of nearly 600,000 Bitcoin. Uh, and eight, Pomp says it's 513,000 Bitcoin currently held on corporate balance sheets. These are really, that's really big numbers, huge numbers, Okay. And that's great. But so $6 billion, let, let's not be conservative. Let's say it's $6 billion that these uh, public companies are holding in Bitcoin, $6 billion worth of Bitcoin. Do you guys realize that Coinbase holds more than $11 billion of Bitcoin in cold storage? The amount of Bitcoin in cold storage has fallen in recent months, but its value has increased by thousands of dollars. So I'm glad there's some people that are taking their Bitcoin off of uh, Coinbase. That's nice. But guys, Coinbase is such a tremendous player. Okay, that really puts into perspective how huge they are. Okay, that they have $11 billion worth of Bitcoin in cold storage. And we're going crazy that all the public companies put together have $6 billion worth of uh, Bitcoin. All right, so, so, so Coinbase has doubled the amount of all the public. Uh, dude, Coinbase is going to be a public company soon, probably. I mean, they're. So huge. So and I know a lot of you aren't fans of them because they go way beyond Bitcoin, but it, it really puts it in perspective. And so what Brian, again, what Brian, Brian Armstrong standing against SJWs, it's, you, know, you see how, how big it, it really was because they are a big company. They, they're all the people that say, man, I wish I could have gotten in Amazon and I wish I could have gotten in on Google. Um, Dude, they're, 
they're good. I mean, they, I don't think they'll be that big, but you never know. You you really never know here how because they really do dominate. This, they really do dominate this. And, and the Swans done a great job. The Swan they 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 get into like the local communities and everything, but Coinbase is just tremendous, man. And people aren't about to stop. And they're going to be a Bitcoin bank. And the trend is for people to be not to control their private keys. They're not learning these lessons, even though we, we might have some massive regulation coming up that might make it really hard to get your Bitcoin off of Coinbase. But people don't care. And we're going to get to that in a second. So again, check out yesterday's show if you want to see what it looks like in Salt Lake City outside. Okay. Some of you just like fantasy graphics anyway. So Jay Chervinsky kind of has a downer thread uh, talking about privacy concerns and regulation. And I just alluded to it. Privacy concerns. Or, okay. There's been so much regulatory and enforcement news in crypto lately. It's impossible to keep up. So instead of getting lost in the details, let's step back and consider the big picture. What's really going on here? In short, an ideological war over self-custody and privacy. So, uh, yeah, it's it's harder to get. It's going <laughs> to dealing with these exchanges is not going to be easier. OK, the the governments don't want there to be any privacy involved. If you're dealing with an exchange that uh, they want to know that you dealt with them, you got your Bitcoin or whatever off of these exchanges. And then we on, on one side, we have guys like me. They're like, control your own private key so you don't have to deal with these exchanges. And, uh, you know, don't 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 put your there's no reason to put your Bitcoin on these exchanges at all because you're, you're giving you're giving up. You're giving up uh, custody over your Bitcoin for what is it for for interest for who knows what gimmick, but you're going to fall from some for some uh, gimmick of a exchange, and there's going to be a change in regulatory policy, and they're not going to give you your Bitcoin back. <laughs> Perhaps you don't want to get into that. So there's a tweet out there that says get get your Bitcoin off exchanges. Uh, you have to be a I'm not going to use the term the person used, a fool, to keep any Bitcoin you don't plan to sell within the next few weeks with any custodian. And here's a reply. And this speaks a lot. And this reply is a one out of 10 on the 20% scale. We haven't had a, a tweet like this yet. We haven't had a one. I haven't shared a one out of 10 yet on the 20% scale. Uh, and he says, until there is a better solution, we won't. So this person believes there is not a better solution than keeping your Bitcoin on exchange. And that, uh, no, he will not remove it. We will not remove it, he says, until there's a better solution. There is a better solution. <laughs> Learn some golden age skill. This, this, the reason I give this a one is because this comment, possibly this person has zero golden age skills he might just have cryptocurrency on an exchange he does not know how to send it he does not know how to store it he does not know how to set up a trezor 
he doesn't have the most basic thing. You know, so many people think, oh, it, it's so basic. Just I know how to send the Bitcoin. This person probably doesn't have any of the skills at all. And to make it worse, he's spreading a, a, a bad, uh, a, ba a very bad technique over over Twitter. No, no, keep, let a, let a, a third party, let a custodian hold your Bitcoin for you. So there's your one out of ten. That, that's what a one out of ten content is on the twenty percent scale. I should say this for the end of the show, but eh, we'll have a Beyond Bitcoin moment right now. Robert Palmer. I don't know if anybody remembers that dude. He had a great, uh, I stumbled upon one of his awesome music videos, Simply Irresistible from 1988. And it just, it's just, he it, it, it was a unique piece. It was a unique piece video. It really brought videos, even though it was 1988, it, it started transitioning from the 80s to the 90s, if you watch it. And he's a sing, the song is a good song. And he's got a bunch of hot women in the background dancing around. And and when you realize that was 32 years ago, he's deceased now because he was a smoker. Um, and he was only, he was like 39 in, in the video or 38, something like that. Um, but the women, you know, they were probably 20. You got to wonder what, what those women look like now. Now, and he, he has another video, you know, there were a series of videos where he had numerous models in the background. And uh, they did catch up with like five of them from his other, what was that other song? It was Simply Irresistible. And then, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I do wonder. It just shows you time flies by. You should value uh, your Bitcoin isn't going to deteriorate in, in the next 32 years. Okay. It's going to be as glorious looking as it was uh, here, you know, in 2052 as it was in uh, 2020. But uh, you do have to wonder. And, and it, you know, you watch the video, it looks very, it looks very modern. And you can just imagine you're know, stepping into the video and just chilling out with those women and stuff. Um, but they don't look like that anymore at all. It's 32 years later and he's dead. All right. Moving back to the red. <laughs> moving back. Uh, let me see any more. No, we just no, no more questions over there. I don't know what's going on. Hello, my elite friends is Tabal Dacres. Okay. What's what's next? Yeah, I'm a unique beast. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing in uh, Robert Palmer uh, references here. It's a good song. What was the other song? Simply Irresistible and... Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I knew it a second ago. Now, uh, I just lost my place, dudes. Okay, we talked about Robert Palmer. Oh, Turkey. We got to talk about Turkey. How long has this show been going? Feels like a long time. Let me let me see something here. Play this at 2x, people. Remember, oh, man, it's been a half hour. I had a lot to talk about because... I really, I covered all my Twitter feeds today. I read everybody in depth. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of stories. I read so you guys didn't have to read. That's what this show is all about. Or some of my shows are all about. The one Bitcoin show, you know, the basis is Adam covers the stories that you just haven't heard about. And he's found them on Twitter and whatever. And all right. But I, you know, it takes up. This format is not my favorite format, to say the least. We've discussed that recently, so I've tried some different things. We'll try some more different things. Uh, now, yeah, the Turkish lira. And I've been saying this about fourth-tier currencies for a while. Never value your wealth in uh, fourth-tier currencies from developing nations. But Bitcoin just made an all-time high versus the Turkish lira. Hey, that's great news for the people that – took my advice 
And apparently there are quite a few because the Paxful CEO reported a 274% increase in new registrations in Turkey during the past year on its platform. So there are some people in Turkey that are waking up that aren't waiting around for hyperinflation and uh, they, they got into Bitcoin. So, you know, a lot of people talk about all time highs, but I mean, it, it, it depends where you are. It depends where you are. Now the dollar of course is the, is the best of all those freaky fiats out there. You know, uh, uh, all you fiat freaks obviously know that the dollar is the best, but something like the Turk, uh, the, the lira is complete trash. And, Bitcoin now, Bitcoin has, uh, in terms of lira, is at an all-time high. So it's great that some people actually understood that concept. And there's other Africa, there's African nations where that's already true, also. Um, and I, I have old videos saying, you Nigerians, get into Bitcoin now. It's 2015. You're gonna get hyper. You're gonna get inflated away. I, I don't know how anyone in South Africa can have a, a bank account in uh, with substantial amount of. Uh, of what is the darn uh, South African uh, a s significant amount of rand in a, a South African because it's going to happen to them you know in 2027 we'll be talking about uh, how horrible uh, the the rand is it's already bad okay moving and our Argentine peso same thing so retweet my latest tweet it's a flashback from 2016. It's linked to below uh, where I was interviewed and a dude asked me if I recommend any ICOs. And I just like strong hand, hardcore tell him that I would never, ever recommend an ICO. It's pretty hardcore. I'm wearing a tie in it also. Yeah, you can get shirts like this linked to below. This is a Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, where in the world is Satoshi Nakamoto? Uh, who cares? Uh, so... Grayscale secures over a billion dollars in Q. In, okay, we already talked about that. How many different ways can we say it? Grayscale owns a freaking lot of Bitcoin. You should own Bitcoin and don't let them own your Bitcoin. Uh, the Block Crypto has a uh, mainstream article here. Oscar winner Kate Winslet to star in Fake, a movie about crypto Ponzi scheme OneCoin. That's interesting. Um, OneCoin didn't make that big of mainstream news, and now they're going to make a mainstream film about it. But I'm going to tell you one funny thing. A bunch of 80 percenters are going to watch that film, and they're still going to fall for the next OneCoin. That's, that's the gambling mentality. That's the impulsive mentality. So this movie will come out. out people will watch it. They, you know, they'll probably just be staring at Kate Winslet. Although, I mean, it's not 1998 for her anymore either. <laughs> and uh, so, but, and then they'll come out of the movie, won't learn their lesson, and they'll get into whatever the uh, 2021 version of OneCoin is. And no doubt there'll be plenty of, plenty of them. You know, uh, it'll, it'll be DeFi. Which, there'll be some OneCoin DeFi thing of some sort. But it's interesting that someone found it. Somebody in Hollywood land uh, thought it was it. Interesting enough to make a movie about it with a, you know, an actress who was an A-list actress in uh, 1998. Or... She was actually in a movie with the. She got stranded. It was that... I saw it on the on a plane. I would never pay for a movie, of course. She got stranded in a, in a plane crash, and 
you know, the, the guy nursed her back to health and then she had an affair with him. It was an interesting movie. Uh, can't remember the name of it at all. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Now, what, what do we have? Any other questions? No other questions over there. All right, pound that like button now. We're getting toward the end. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be in Phoenix again. Someone asked, I'm gonna be in Phoenix after Thanksgiving for a month. So like all of December and a little bit of uh, January. And uh, a great reminder, more investors hold Bitcoin in anticipation of the 2021 Bitcoin bull market. On data, on chain data shows a rise in holding among retail Bitcoin investors who expect Bitcoin to rally in the Q1 of 2021. Dude, I don't know when it's going to rally in 2021, but as long as you have more Bitcoin than you did at the start of 2020, I think you're in great shape. So there are more and more people that believe in that concept, have more Bitcoin than you did last month. Finally, we have some quickly talking about coins that or concepts that deal with UBI. Cointelegraph had an article that uh, a province in China is about to hand out $10 million in digital yuan in some type of get giveaway. Our buddy Yanni Azia in, in Tel Aviv, who's been on my show before, he wrote for Coindesk, imagining uh, 2030 that you're going to have free UBI in your wallet. And of course, he's already giving out free UBI. That article has a lot of SJW buzzwords in it, warning there. But hey, when you're dealing with a UBI type of stuff, of course, you're going to throw in SJW buzzwords. And I have no problem with uh, private uh, private entities or China or whatever. Let them print as much of their freaking uh, coins as they want to. Let that experiment work out, okay? Let, let, let's see how that experiment goes with UBI, okay? Let, let, let's see. I think it's, it's very interesting that the UBI experiment is coming to uh, – is already at, in cryptocurrency land. 22% of all U.S. dollar was created in 2020. Remember that, people. 22% of all U.S. dollar was create, of, of, of dollars were, was created in 2020. What percentage of all Bitcoin was created in, in 2020? What, what percentage of it? Less than uh, 20, 2019, okay? So that's the thing about Bitcoin. Every four years, uh, a smaller percentage of all-time Bitcoin is uh, being uh, produced. Yet with the, uh, with the United States dollar or any dollar, I mean, the, the way th or any currency, every year it could be a larger and larger percentage of the all-time amount has just been uh, produced. I mean, we're, we're going to get to a point where, uh, yeah, in this year, we produced more dollars than have ever been created in all previous years added up. That can't happen in Bitcoin, baby. That can't happen. Oh, and the last thing, the last thing for everyone out there, Dennis, and I reminded everybody on some, on, I think on the Saturday show, watch Saturday show, watch Sunday show. But Dennis has a job for people out there in social media. You will be paid. You know, it's, it's a Bitcoin-related job. It is linked to below. It's the last link, I think, that's down there. So just don't blindly drool and watch me. Click on those links below. Have some listening comprehension. Have some reading comprehension. That's all part of the program around here. It's not a, just about watching. you got to be interactive. Just don't lay there, as some people would say. Uh, 
be a 20 percenter, be a unique beast. Thanks a lot, dudes. I'm Adam Meister. Pound that like button. See you tomorrow.